Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, what's up, what's up? How fun now? It's me again. I know this is our relationship that we have. In. Anyways, what's been happening now? I missed you. What's been happening with you? Um, I could tell you what's been happening with me, but uh, nobody wants to hear that. I'm gonna just tell you a story instead. Mm? Deal, deal. Before I go ahead, trigger warning, this story is about murder. So if you're not a murder kind of person, you should take caution in like going further in the, in the audio. On the plus side, this isn't a YouTube channel where you get to see all the gory details. And I'm going to try to make my voice sound as cute as I can so that you know it will be easier for you i'm gonna try to keep this as pg as i possibly can because i love you so much and i have you at heart because you're my person you know (laughs) okay 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 going forward like this is a little background to the whole story on january 2nd 1935 around that kind of 1 p.m ish thingy i don't know a very strange man checked into the president's hotel this is in kansas city in missouri and when I say strange man, <laughs> when I tell you the story, you will understand why I call him a strange man. For why they call him a strange man. He checked into the hotel and he gave his name as Ronald T. Owen. Days later, he was found in his hotel room. Dead. In like a very, very, uh, in a very weird and bad way for anybody to go. Details as to who killed him and why they killed him is like still missing so after the story if you feel like this is your calling this is your calling to be a detective and you feel like you can solve the case please crack it for us because me i want to know what happened too the whole story is kind of fuzzy you know on the 19 things all these 19 something something they need to ever get complete info but i try to organize the story in a way that you know it's to sound organized and hey i'll not be jumping from year to year so yeah i try to organize it the best way i can so here's the story with aspect one check in on january 2nd 1935 a man who gave his name as ronald t owen checked into the president hotel in kansas city missouri baba had no luggage like baba had no luggage he just came to the hotel with a hair comb and toothbrush <laughs> bro he told the hotel staff that he was relocating from LA and that he needed an interior room in the hotel on a very high floor. They gave him room 1046 and after checking in, checking in each factor. After checking, you know, giving his name as Ronald T. Owen, the bellhop was showing him to his room and he was complaining about the outrageous prices of the neighboring hotel. So that's why he you know opted to come stay here. After checking in, he left the hotel. Reports say that he was seen intermittently during his stay at the hotel. On a norm, somebody comes to a hotel with no bag, not even an overnight bag, nothing, nothing. Somebody comes to a hotel with only comb and toothbrush. Okay. <laughs> if it were like, you know, present day, like this, like this. I know some hotels will still like, allow you because everybody's looking for cash guys 
but best believe that your name will not leave the mouth of hotel staff and that is what brings me into the second aspect of the story i call it gossip so you know now normal normal baba come hotel with only comb and toothbrush people will talk probably they have been shading him cussing his papa all this plenty 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 some people you know the bellhop might have even felt grateful because he did not have any luggage to carry mr ronald probably tipped him you know free cash for doing no job and but then again they mightn't have thought too much of it because it's a hotel they have seen plenty 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 things so they might chuck it under uh, one of those things but even as that mr ronald still had very peculiar character like the guy was just anyhow there wasn't really much about his identity but hotel staff when they were investigated i mean they were interrogated here they said his age ranged from between 20 to 25 other people said he looks 35. his defining features are a large scar like on his scalp on his face and a cauliflower ear okay cauliflower ear is a common appearance i it's common yeah cauliflower ear is common amongst boxers and wrestlers it's when your ear gets swollen and deformed due to repeated blows and you know too much contact with the ear like forceful contact with the ear so yeah that's what cauliflower ear is hotel staff said he almost always kept his own dark and he really wasn't the mm, conversing type of person people say he was an introvert maybe he was local mm, nobody really knows the next day he made her name was mary she went to clean mr owen's room when she got there the door was locked mind you this was around noon time you know people have gone out to shalai people have gone out to you know people have gone out to flex Baba's door was locked from the inside. So she knocked and Owen came to the door, opened up the door. And he insisted that she come back later. But she was pressing, you know, she had to get her job done and move on to the next room that she had to clean. So she kept pressing, pressing, pressing until finally she gained access to the room. When she got in, according to her statement though, she said the room was almost in complete darkness save for illumination that came from a very small dimly lit table lamp as in the curtains were drawn tightly drawn as somebody who liked in darkness and that may have not been very weird but if you want darkness have it completely now you know why light a small table lamp anyways as she was cleaning the room um, Owen said he was going to have a visitor soon. So when she's done, she shouldn't lock the room. She should just leave it like that. And he left the room. Around four hours later, she returned with fresh towels and she found the door still unlocked. So maybe she felt like he hadn't come back yet. To her surprise, when she opened the door, Baba was sitting on the bed. I'd be laying on the bed, yeah. He was laying on the bed, fully clothed felt like i mean it seemed like he was sleeping so she replaced the towels as she was leaving she saw a note on his bedside table and she snooped read it it said 
done i will be back in 15 minutes wait okay but you are like lying down on the bed here sleeping so what is he actually waiting for abby he's waiting for you to wake up i don't get i don't know anyways the next day the same maid mary she came to the room to clean around like 10 30 ish yeah she stopped by to make the bed but she found out that the door was locked from outside she assumed um he wasn't around maybe he took a walk or something but when she opened the door with her master key she found him in the room sitting in the dark in the chair at the corner if not me no if not me being honest to god i will close the door and lock it i did not see shit i can't say he's not around i can't clean all our rooms i'm just good because i don't know anything why you just give me high people like that i cannot even imagine how she must have felt you know going in the room and seeing a shadow not that moment when you're sleeping at night <laughs> and you wake up and then that clothes on that chair that everybody has where they keep not too clean and not too dirty clothes and you wake up and you see the chairs looking like one kind of thing one kind of thing so you have to turn on the lights you know very scaredly and you turn on the light you're like oh thank god it's just the clothes then opening the door to see a human figure sitting on the chair in darkness baba are you a ritualist but she's not me she's a brave woman and i admire her courage so yeah she sat she stayed there and she cleaned the room i think she had to turn on the lights to clean so she turned on the lights um and she was cleaning the room so while she was cleaning the phone rang and owen picked up the phone and he said no done i don't want to eat me i always want to eat no but <laughs> He said, no, Don, I don't want to eat. I am not hungry. I just had breakfast. And after a while, after a pause, because the other person at the other end of the line had to speak to, he repeated, he said, no, I am not hungry. After he hung up, he started talking to Mary. He asked her about her job. How many rooms does she clean in the hotel? What kind of people come to the hotel and he still complained about the price of the neighboring hotel she answered quickly sharp sharp mind you according to her that was the first conversation that he'd had with like anybody since he checked into the hotel so now you feel somewhat anxious and maybe slightly scared so she hurried up clean and she left the room only when she left the room doesn't she realize that okay wait this door was locked from outside and when she asked him Initially, he said he did not have the key to the room. So, who locked the door? And he did not offer any further explanations, you guy. <laughs> who locked the door? Who locked you inside your room? Room where you pay for. The next aspect I call a strange encounter. This one is a little fuzzy because it's like in two phases. I'm going to just tell it like that. On the ninth of... Not like night, like number nine, like night, like night I've covered. On the ninth of like the second day he checked into the hotel, that should be around January 3rd, a man called Robert Lane was driving down home when he was flagged by a man. So he picked up the man and he noticed that there was a scratch on the man's arm. And when Robert asked the man, the man said he was going to kill the person 
that gave him the scratch. Okay. Major red flag though. Robert said that it was a very cold night and the man had no coat on. He had only like no coat, no gloves. He was just wearing his undershirt. I haven't experienced winter before, but when Hamatan was Hamatan, not that hot Hamatan that everywhere to sweat, not that cold one that he cannot even bath safe. Even hot that he cannot bath. So imagine that kind of Hamatan and somebody is walking around with singlets. <laughs> we are not a ritualist. <laughs> scratch down oneself. Okay. And then somebody flagged you down with a scratch on his arm. For him to notice the scratch, it means that it would probably have been very visible or probably very deep. And then you still carried him in your car. Yeah. I don't know if there were TVs around then. I don't know when TV was invented, but be like this robot need to watch horror movies. I've been need to watch all these scary movies with people they hijack people from their car. Eh, yeah, but he's a good Samaritan now. So he carried the guy and he drops him off at where he'll get a taxi. Only days later, when he saw the guy's photo in the newspaper that the guy had been murdered, that's when he realized that the guy was actually Ronald T. Owen. So he came forth to give his story. The other aspect of this strange encounter is a lady called Jane Owen. Mind you, she had no relation to Ronald T. Owen. She checked into the hotel. She said she came to see her boyfriend, but she hadn't, I mean, she couldn't get a hold of him. So there's no use going back to where she came from. So she rather check into the hotel and try again the next day. So she got room 1048. That's like right next door to Owen's room. In her statement, she said that she heard a lot of loud noise coming from the room next door to her. She said she felt like it was on the same floor. That she heard a lot of shouting men and women voices. She said she wanted to call the desk clerk, but she decided against it. You know, she's not a snitch. She cannot do that. But my guy, I feel like there's a very big difference between being a snitch and being a concerned citizen so if you're ever in that position i really really hope you make the right choice um later 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 that evening another person arrived in the hotel i'll be at the hotel the bell hop on duty described her as a commercial woman aka prostitute said she frequents the hotel um most times to you know do her job she i think she got down her statement she said she came looking for a man but she couldn't seem to find him after an hour of like searching multiple floors i mean for somebody who frequents the hotel you shouldn't have a problem finding your way around you know so about like an hour later she left she said she couldn't seem to find the person that she came looking for okay the next aspect of the story is off the hook and no it's not the kind of off the hook you are thinking these dates here when i was doing the research the dates were like all jumbled up but it should be like january 4th or 5th the hotel operator noticed that um, the phone in mr owen's room was off the receiver you know those hotel kind of phones Plus, it was 1935, you know. So, the hotel operator, like, telephone operator noticed that the phone in the room was off the hook. 
So he called the bellhop to go and check that the phone has been off the hook for like 10 minutes. So the bellhop went, he knocked the door, and the door was locked. And there was a do not disturb sign like the front of the door. He knocked anyways, and Owen told him to come inside. He then said that the door was locked. Um, there was now no response anymore. He kept on knocking, but there was still no response. So, you know now, on my bag, don't be this guy go stress me this morning, I beg. He then told Owen to put back the phone on the receiver, and then he left. About half an hour later, the telephone operator called Bellhop again, like, ah, ah, guy, I mean, I tell you, make you go place that phone back. Wait your call. The phone's still day of the receiver. In fact, since I told you the first time, the phone has not been replaced back. <sighs> I imagine that bellhop. Like, <laughs> like, okay, okay, now this one wants to me this morning. I'll be, I beg, I beg, make an attendant say when I don't see you. He went back again. And this time, instead of just wasting his time knocking, he used his pass key to open the door. When he got in the room, the room was dark as usual. He noticed Owen was lying down naked on the bed. He felt like the guy was drunk, and you know now, baby Baba was already pissed off, so he did not even want to interfere, not to indulge in anything. He just placed the phone back on the receiver and left the room. When he left, he went to report Owen to the manager. Let me see if I go report because guy, why are you distressing me? About an hour later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again for the third time. Hey, 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 hey. Because I cannot stress like that. This baby girl life will not leave itself. Ah, I can imagine the guy's face matching up to the room. And mind you, the room was on the 10th floor, like 10th floor. I don't know if they had elevators then. I think they probably would have, but guy, imagine if there were no elevators. So me, I go to trek stairs like this because you know one gets sense. Put your phone for receiver when you finish. Oh yeah, the telephone operator said that no calls had been made. That the phone was just off the hook. You know when you want to make a call and then you probably forget and you know something like that. So the bellhop went to the room again for the third time. And this time he just turned on the light and boy, he would not believe his eyes. <laughs> He said he saw Owen at the corner of the room. The room was a mess, blood everywhere. There was blood on the walls. The sheets were soaked in blood. The towels were soaked in blood. Blood was splattered on the wall. Owen was sitting at the corner. His head was in his hand. Blood. He was bloody. He was a bloody mess. Eh, imagine. After being so upset, going to the room and then you get there and this is what you are faced with me i cannot even imagine how i would react i think i would not be frozen at a spot but the guy took a very good initiative he immediately called the cops called everybody he needed to call emergency personnel came asap they found out that owen had been bound at the neck like some kind of strangulation thingy but it wasn't the strangulation that killed him he was bound at the neck, he was bound at the wrists, his ankles, and it looked like he had been tortured. He had a fractured skull, a punctured lung, and multiple stab wounds on the chest, everywhere, his hands, he had multiple stab wounds. 
Doctors on scene confirmed that the injuries were about six to seven hours old. That's it. Before the telephone operator called him for the first time, these things had already happened to him. So maybe he was Owen trying to, you know, call for help, but he couldn't, you know, get past or bring himself to just talk. Or maybe the person said that killed him was in the room, guy. And then that bellhop boy was just going to the room. What if, um, what if when he entered the room, you know, the second time and everywhere was dark, the killer was still there, hiding in the shadows. Hey! And then how just killed this boy? Well, maybe the killer was a professional. He just killed who he came to kill and left. But how did he even leave? The room is on the 10th floor. You cannot use ladder. And you cannot fly because witchcrafts then this Nigerian witchcraft has not been invented so I cannot even begin to imagine the amount of pain that that guy was in but the funny thing is the funny thing is when authorities asked him he said that he hit his head on the bathtub can you imagine you hit your head on the you know even fish better life. you hit your head on the bathtub so the stab wound on your body, the strangulation on your neck, the bands on your wrist and your ankles. Where did that one come from? Still from the same battle. When he went, I mean, when they took him to the hospital, he became, I mean, he slipped into a coma and he died later that night. Um, that's a very sad way to go. I beg, if I want to die, please let it be very painless. I beg, let it be painless and quick. When investigations were carried out, there was no clues in the room. Well, Baba didn't even bring any luggage. But aside the sheets and the towels, there was nothing. Even in the bathroom. No, hotels give you complimentary soap or whatever. There was nothing there. The room was practically empty. The only clues they found was an only cigarette and four fingerprints. They said it likely belonged to a woman. The next, the next aspect is facing the paper. So the police really did not, they were not buying this Ronaldo Owen boo, like, because they checked records and there was no record of any Ronaldo Owen anywhere existing. So they put his face in the papers, like, do you recognize this man? Magazines everywhere. They even put him on display at the funeral home. They called the neighboring hotel that Ronaldo Owen supposedly came from, and they said they had a man come there. On the first of January, and the man gave another weird name. I cannot remember the name. And when investigations were carried out, too, there was nobody of that name existing. In the next aspect, the guy was then, I mean, he was, it was said that he was going to be buried at Potter's Field. That was probably where they bury people that nobody wants to claim. But an anonymous caller called and he paid for a spot where the guy would be buried. He sent cash for the funeral to the funeral home so that they, you know, arranged the body well. And he was laid to rest, you know, at the spot. And then his tombstone read Ronaldo Owen. And then there were flowers from a certain Louise. Ordering the flowers, like from the flower shop, the people said they had an anonymous call and the person ordered for 13 American beauty roses that the flowers should be sent to Ronald T. Owen's funeral. 
and that he even pay extra for fast delivery okay nobody don't buy flour for me before shower a year later a a year later a woman by the name of ruby ugo tree she was reading the magazine and she saw the magazine article about the murder and she recognized the boy as her son artemus ogutri she knew it was her son because of the scar on his face she said that it was a childhood accident that involved hot grease so she you know went to the authorities and it was confirmed that the ronald t owen was actually ruby's son it was confirmed that ronald t owen was actually ruby's son further investigations that we from what the mother said that the boy was 19 abby 17 when he left birmingham in 1934 that is meanwhile baba died in 1935 so if he was like 17 or 19 in 1934 guy said he left home and he disappeared that she hadn't had any contact with him since then except for three letters one of the letters claimed that um atemus was in egypt so they searched papers and travel logs and nobody by that name even by atemus nobody was on the ship's travel log and whatever and it was presumed that the letters were even written after the guy had died so investigations were carried out hey who is this guy actually who is this guy really because even the mama self not even know her own son so who exactly is this guy a lot of theories came up like oh he was involved in gambling and people came to collect their debt or it was a relative of a lover trying to you know take advantage this louise person that was mentioned earlier before and then this don guy too so maybe don killed him because he wronged louise i don't know and who sent the letters so those were like the prevailing questions on everybody's mind but those kind of cases everything just went cold because there were no much leads there was no even credible evidence witnesses nothing no nothing nothing there was nothing so the case went cold however though in 2003 the case resurfaced because an anonymous caller called the kansas city public librarian and the caller said that they were going through a deceased person like their objects the stuff that he had in their lifetime and the deceased person was an elderly person that they were going through boxes of the old persons of the old deceased person's things and they found newspaper clippings of the murder and that there was something in the box that the something was mentioned in the newspaper and that the something was linked to the case but the caller did not say what the something was so you know another dead end yes and that's my guy is the story of the murder of Ronald T. Owen. Omo, bless his poor heart. I don't even know what he got involved with or whatever. The whole scenario, everything was just, ugh. Everything was just weird. 
and him having to die like that such brutality Omar. i don't think i'm dropping any two cents i said i was going to tell the story and i told the story i don't think i'm a very good storyteller though take whatever you want from the story and i hope you find something to take from it actually if you've listened this far you're almost at the end of the podcast thank you very 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 much i appreciate you from the bottom of my heart because you know now you know this relationship that we have you know you know i might not see you again for like three months but 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 i'm not even going to promise because you know you know i'm not even going to promise but still thank you very much for sticking with me to this point and for you know coming back to listen to me speak i really do not take you for granted i promise you can share in your thoughts send me a message send me a voice message from the anchor app or whatever i listen to if you have if you can reach me personally you can also send in your messages or your own series or if you manage to crack the case don't tell anybody yet share it with me so that we'll tell the authorities and we'll share the money Mm -mm. if you manage to crack the case i really thought you wanted to (laughs) you think the story was worth listening to share to your friends you can also google more on the whole murder thingy thank you for listening until next time bye